Hi y'all, this is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer that this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. Then share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement this week. You can also find me at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. Let's get started. Hi, y'all, and welcome to Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. So for those of you who were able to join us last weekend for our sixth annual Homeschooling Mom event, we had such a great time. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for bringing your friends, and I hope you were as blessed as we were. Now, for those of you who weren't able to attend, I thought that I would record for you one of the sessions that we did. So this session was the first one that we started the morning with, and it's called Fish Heads and Stale Breadcrumbs. So let me explain to you a little bit about that. So first of all, quite a few years ago, I was reading Matthew 14, right? Matthew 14, 13 through 21, where Jesus feeds the 5,000. And I call this my Matthew 14 breakdown, because as I was reading this very simple passage about the story that we've all heard and we've come to love, I just started bawling. And I mean, it was an ugly cry. It was a kind of cry where, you know, I was making noises and I couldn't breathe. And I found myself uh, basically in a puddle in fetal position on the floor. And I thought to myself and I cried out to the Lord. I said, Lord, I mean, here is this little boy. He's bringing to you his meager portions of five loaves of bread and two fish. And I don't even have that. Lord, all I've got is a bunch of stale breadcrumbs and fish heads. (laughs) That's really all I had to offer. At least that's how I felt that week. Because it was one of those weeks, you know, where everything is going wrong. Uh, Everything I tried to teach the kids didn't get. Everything I tried to cook, I burnt. Everything I tried to explain or do, I just... None of it was right. None of it was meeting the needs of my kids. It it was just, it was one of those awful weeks. And I distinctly remember the Lord's response to me as I was sitting there crying and sobbing. His response to me was the same one he gave to the disciples. All he said was, Carrie, just bring me what you have and I'll do the rest. I mean, God doesn't want me. He doesn't want you to be a super mom. He doesn't want us to be teacher of the year. All God really wants us to do is to share our love for God and his word with our kids. He wants us to use our God-given gifts and passions to spark a love of learning in our kids. Really, all he wants us to be and to do is to be faithful and obedient followers. He just wants us to show up. What was the Lord really calling me to do? Well, he wasn't calling me to feed 5,000 people. He was just calling me to feed these two precious little 
children that he gave me. He was just calling me to feed them, their hearts, their minds, their souls. And, and I didn't need any fancy diplomas. The little boy didn't have fancy diplomas and I don't need any fancy curriculum because Jesus never used fancy curriculum. He was just calling me to feed two precious little kids. I need to hear this right now. So maybe you need to hear this right now. Mamas, you are enough. Yes, you are enough. What you offer up to God and share with your kids on a daily basis is enough. Now, you're enough because God is enough. Can we do this mission of motherhood and this ministry of homeschooling alone and without God? No way. But if God has called you to this task, then mamas, you are enough. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, some of you are probably asking yourself or your hubby right about now, did we make the right choice to homeschool? I mean, am am I doing enough? Am I enough for the kids? Am I messing up the kids for life? It's normal to doubt yourself or your decision to educate your children in this very counterculture society. But remember, those doubts are from the enemy. Don't let those doubts and lies fill your head. Instead, think on Philippians 4.13. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, then think on these things. Tell Satan to hit the road. Get him out of your head and get him out of your home. Because with God on your side... Jesus leading the way and the Holy Spirit giving you strength, you are enough for your kids. And God promises us in Isaiah 54, 13, that he is. It says in Isaiah 54, 13, all your children will be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. So to prove my point, let's take a look at this very familiar story from God's word. So in the version, John 6, 1 through 14, Jesus found himself surrounded again by thousands of hungry men, women, and children. When he asked Philip where they could buy bread for these people, Philip answered exactly the way my husband would have. Jesus, it would take more than a half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to even have a bite. Now, the New Living Translation uh, translates it, re- Philip's response this way. Even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Now, Philip sounds like most of us, doesn't he? Lord, I don't have enough. Even if I worked and planned for months, it still wouldn't be enough to satisfy the needs of my family. I just don't have enough. Lord, I'm not enough. But then in comes good old Andrew. Love this guy. So in this story, What does Andrew say in response to Philip's very pragmatic, realistic, yet pessimistic analysis of the situation? He says, "Um, hey, Jesus, there's a young boy over here with five barley loaves and two fish. Is that enough? Now, let's see. 5,000 hungry and tired people, five barley loaves and two fish. I would say no, but according to Jesus, yep, that'll do it. Now, can you imagine how courageous and bold Andrew must have been to even suggest the thing? But he did. And even though his solution was very meager 
and actually quite unrealistic. Andrew knew in the hands of Jesus that somehow this would be enough. I don't know about you, but my response to Jesus when he tells me to just bring whatever I have, it usually sounds a lot like Philip. I don't have enough. I'm not enough. But mamas, we need to be more like the little boy who offered up his meager meal. And we need to be more like Andrew who saw it as a miracle waiting to happen. We need to be like Andrew and just bring what we have, even if it's just some stale breadcrumbs and a few fish heads. We need to offer them up to Jesus and wait to see what awesome things Jesus will do with it. So you see, friends, we are enough. Our two little fish and our five little loaves of bread are enough in God's hands. God will take whatever we give, whatever we offer, whatever we do in his name and for his glory, and turn it into a feast worthy of a king. It'll be like the widow's oil and bread. Each day, it will somehow replenish itself and multiply. Okay, so practically speaking, how can we apply this principle to our homeschooling? So what's in your basket? What are your five loaves of bread and two fish? Or like me, (laughs) what little stale breadcrumbs and fish heads do you offer up? What can you give to God to work miracles with? Now, first, I want you to think about and literally write down four or five things that you can realistically do or four or five gifts and passions that you have. And make sure you write them down. These are your fish and loaves of bread. Even if you don't have much to offer right now, God wants us to bring whatever we have to him. It's amazing what our God can do with some stale breadcrumbs and a couple of fish heads. So what's in my meager little basket of stale breadcrumbs and fish heads? Well, now when I was having my Matthew 14 little breakdown, my list sounded something like this. Well, I can cook a pretty good meal. Um, I love to read aloud to the kids. I'm extremely organized. Nature is my go-to place, and I really love to play games. So friends, this list is the meager meal that I set before my children each day, especially on those days when I was feeling totally inadequate. These are the fish and loaves that I can give to Jesus each day for him to multiply. What do I mean? Well, you're probably thinking, okay, Gary, this can't be enough. Well, in God's economy, it really is. God made you and me a certain way with certain abilities and passions. Those are your gifts and these are my gifts. These God-given gifts and passions are what you and I should be using as the backbone of our homeschooling. Remember, you are the expert. You've heard me say this before, and it's worth saying it again. The day you became a parent is the day you became a teacher. You are your child's mom, but even if you were not homeschooling, you would still be your child's first and most important teacher. Think about it. What are some of your most prized memories of you with your mom? I bet many of them revolve around your mom teaching you something that she loved or something she was really good at. Your mom loved this one particular thing so much that she wanted to share it with you and to pass it on. Now, I know for me, some of my favorite memories of my mom are cooking in the kitchen, wrapping presents at Christmas, and playing softball. 
Man, she could cook a mean veal parmesan and turn a bunch of bad news bears into a state-winning softball team. And the things she could do with paper and ribbon. Now, she spent hours teaching me how to bread the veal just right, how to make the perfect pot of red gravy, and how to crisscross the mozzarella cheese just right so it wasn't too much. So what are you good at? You heard my list of fish and loaves. So what are yours? What are you good at? What are you passionate about? What gifts and strengths do you have? What are your skills? What do you love? Those are the things you start with. Those are the things you teach. Those, my friend, are your fish and loaves of bread. So write them down, give them to God, and start sharing them with your kids. Then sit back and watch God multiply your efforts and work miracles. Now, let's think about it. Are you an avid gardener? Do you love to dance? Maybe you're passionate about horses or you love adventure. Is that really enough? You betcha. Now I hear you already. Where's the math? Where's the writing? Where's the reading? We'll get to those in a minute. Just hear me out. If this is your list of fish and bread, then teach your children how to garden and everything that goes with it. I mean, that's science, baby. In our world of sustainable, earth-friendly, green mania, you're really giving your child a gift for the future. Gardening together will give you and your children tons of time together in nature, doing good old-fashioned hard work while learning about God's creation. It's nature study at its best. And there's tons of math in gardening, by the way. Maybe you love to dance. Then share with your children your love of dance by teaching them how to dance or participate in dance classes together or have dance parties every week. If you're a dance teacher or you own your own studio, get your kiddos involved in the classes and then later when they're older, get them involved in helping you run the studio. Again, there's tons of physics in dancing and math in running your own business. Maybe you're a horse lover. Then share your passion for horses with your kids. Learn about horses together, read books about horses, write stories about horses, go ride some horses, play horseopoly. It's really, really fun. Learn about the proper care of horses and the different breeds. Watch movies and documentaries about horses. Your love and passion will spill over into your child and may even spark an interest in them too. If you're an adventurous person, then go on adventures with your kids. If you have an out-of-the-box, type-B, flexible, spontaneous personality, then don't suppress it. Use it. When the Holy Spirit hits you with an inspiration for a field trip or an adventure, go for it. Not only are you learning something really cool in your adventure, but you're making memories with your kiddos. Okay, so what if you really feel like your basket is totally empty? Then focus on the three things that are most important to you. You know, the reasons why you chose to homeschool in the first place. So like for for me and my family, my three things were literature, love, and laughter. So in those really hard days or those really hard weeks where I feel like our basket was totally empty and I had nothing left to give to the kids, we put everything aside and we did activities that revolved around loving each other and making memories. We did activities that revolved around literature, like reading from God's word and reading from a good book. And we did lots of activities that made us laugh, like play games and be silly. 
Now, if the season you're in truly has you empty, well then maybe learn with friends. Join a co-op. Take a few outside classes. Find a tutor and learn alongside your child. The academic areas you dislike or the academic areas that dislike you can be tackled little by little using other resources. If math isn't your thing, then find a math curriculum that fits your needs and comfort level. Do you hate writing or teaching it? Then ask a friend who loves to write or draw to teach your children once a week. Does your child have an aptitude for music but you can't carry a tune? Then locate a musical for them to join or find a music teacher who can help your child pursue his passions for music. Now, moms come up to me after I speak at conventions or events, sometimes in tears, just feeling so inadequate, overwhelmed, and they often say, I'm just so far behind. I don't think I'm doing enough. I reassure them that, you know, mamas, it's a good enough day if you do two things. If you read from the good book, the Bible, and you read from a good book, any chapter book, there's always tomorrow. There's always next week. And if your kiddos are young, there's always next year. Each day, don't beat yourself up if everything on your lesson plan is not done or everything on your to-do list is not completed. Instead, ask yourself these simple questions as a way to evaluate your child's day. Today, did we spend some time in worship? Today, did we read something? Today, did we write something? Today, did we spend time creating something? Today, did we explore nature? Did we get outside? Today, did we move around? Did we get some exercise? Today, did we care for our home and for others? Today, did we solve some problems? And today, did we take time to rest? If your kids had the opportunity to do each of these things, even if they were super simple things, it really was a good day. Now, the other thing is if you're really feeling like your basket is empty or you only have breadcrumbs and fish heads to offer up, start adding the word yet to your vocabulary. Now, there's a little story behind this, and if you've heard me speak before, you've heard this story, but I think it's worth sharing again. So my daughter, she is a psychology major. Um, She is pursuing her master's right now and going on to her PhD in clinical psychologist, but she's also been an optimist her entire life. She's one of these people where, where the glass is always half full. I tend to put myself down a lot. I tend to make jokes about how I sound, the things I do, the way I look. And now as an adult, she gently corrects me and gently chastises me for all of this negative self-talk, right? So one day I'm in the kitchen and I was desperately working on our new website, Coffee with Carrie. And I was having such a hard time with it. I had been working on it for weeks. And in this particular day, I was literally doing stuff for hours. And I just couldn't get things to work the way I needed them to on the website. And I finally just threw my hands up and I yelled, I am done. I am not good at this technology stuff. And then right behind me, my daughter walked past me and she just whispered this tiny little word, yet. And she says, mom, you're not good at this technology stuff yet, but one day you will be. Now I was blown away. I thought, oh my gosh, 
that is so profound. This tiny little word changed my negative thoughts and all of my weaknesses into promising goals. I wasn't able to fix the website yet, but I will. And one day I'm going to figure it out and master this technology stuff. I just haven't mastered it yet. So when my daughter inserted this tiny little profound word yet, it reminded me of two important verses that with God, all things are possible and that he who has begun a good work in me is faithful to complete it. Now, technology and computer issues, I know they're very trivial to to some of the issues that we face as wives, mothers, teachers, sisters, but I think it makes the point. When we put yet behind things that we can't or haven't accomplished yet, it turns our failures into goals. It reminds us that God's not finished with us, and he's certainly not finished with our children yet. We haven't finished that lesson yet. We haven't gotten to that assignment yet. We haven't mastered our musical scales yet. Or you might say, I'm not an organized person yet. Or I haven't figured out this laundry thing yet. It's a simple little word with powerful biblical promises behind it. So start using it. Now, before I end this podcast, this episode, I wanted to also talk about our homes. Now, mamas, your home is enough too. God's plan since the beginning of time was for the family to be the main training ground. He placed us in family units so parents could train and teach their kids about God, teach their kids about faith, and teach their kids about life. God placed us in family units so children could learn in a safe, warm, supportive, loving, and nurturing environment. It's God's plan, so it's a good plan. Therefore, Your home must be enough too. Now, no matter what kind of home you live in and no matter what kind of neighborhood you reside in, everything you need to educate your child can be found in your home. What material things you don't have, your love, your encouragement, your support, and your discipline will make up for it. The little boy and Andrew supplied the two fish and five loaves of bread, but it was Jesus who presented the feast. Your home is where you lay out a banquet of goodness for your children to feast on. And then you sit back and watch them enjoy every little morsel. Fill your home with shelves and baskets and bins of books. Any and every kind of book. Chapter books, encyclopedias, biographies, reference books, artist books, science and history books, travel books, sci-fi books, how-to books. Any and everything to help spark your child's imagination and curiosity. Just about everything you need for a wonderful education can be found within the pages of a book. Fill your kitchen with tools, supplies, recipe books, and any and all kinds of food that your budget will allow. Your kitchen is a science lab, a test kitchen, a culinary arts school, and a safety skills mecca. Lessons on work ethic, cleanliness, habits, responsibility, and service can all be learned in the kitchen. And of course, the best part of the kitchen are the memories that are made and the fellowship that takes place there. Start where you live too. Visit your backyard all the time. Learn about your community, your state, and what makes it unique. Learn about the animals and trees and flowers that you see most often on your walks. Science is happening all the time in your backyard and in your neighborhood. So take advantage of it. You never know. Your child may become an avid bird watcher 
and wait for those purple martins to arrive every winter. Your husband can teach your children skills he's mastered. The grandparents can teach your children skills that they're good at. Set up creative little spaces around your home where your children can create. Everything your child needs for a good and worthy education can be found in your home. If you're in a home and Jesus is the center of your home, then whatever space you have and whatever fills that space in your home is enough. God created our children with a natural desire to learn. They, they have this incurable and innate sense of curiosity. Set the feast before them in your home and watch them eat one morsel at a time, growing in faith, knowledge, imagination, and wisdom. So you see, your home is enough too. Mamas, your home is enough and you are enough. You are enough because God is enough. Your two fish and five loaves of bread are enough. Your stale breadcrumbs and fish heads are enough. You really are the perfect person to teach your child. God knew exactly what he was doing when he made you your child's mommy. You really are enough. My prayer for you is that you will humbly and boldly bring your fish and loaves to God and leave them at Jesus' feet. I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you and shine his face upon you and that he will richly bless your offerings for his honor and glory. I pray that you will truly believe Christ will strengthen you and in your weaknesses, he is strong. You've got this mama. You really are enough. Thank you for hanging out with me and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining me, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. Now, if you're new to homeschooling or you're looking for ways to simplify and streamline your homeschooling this year, this is a perfect book to read. You can find it at Amazon or at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. Now, if you heard something you liked or something new, then share a podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week or with a mom who is second-guessing her calling to homeschool. And if you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast and then take a few minutes to leave a little review. This is the best way to help other moms find our podcast and be encouraged too. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, my podcast, and my book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time.